0: amazing spirits discoveries at Costco, the doom and gloom DNC virtual convention, I give you my thoughts, two sports broadcasters in hot water, should they be, and Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, all for peaceful protesting, not exactly. Bold Alpha is presented by Gurkha. The world's finest cigars, including the Gurkha Real, Connecticut wrapper comes to Gurkha. Mild, creamy, and smooth, GurkhaCigars.com. By New World from A.J. Fernandez. There's a new world for every palate, from the mild New World Connecticut, to the medium New World Cameroon, to the ultra-flavorful, bold New World Oscuro. AJF Cigars. And by Davidoff of Geneva, introducing the new Camacho Nicaragua, forged in fire with the wild flavors of Nicaragua. Camacho, live loud, available at DavidoffGeneva.com. Welcome to Bold Alpha, uninhibited alpha male lifestyle conversational maneuvers, and my commentary. It's Alpha Dave, the General, the global alpha male in chief, front and center from Command Center Alpha, where I have moved to another classified outdoor location somewhere in the North American Theater of Operations. A beautiful, magnificent summer day, warm, slightly humid where I'm located, but not bad at all. You may hear canine barren in the background, barking sometime throughout the course of this podcast. But you can hear the sounds of, you may be able to, I shouldn't say you should, you may be able to hear the sounds of nature, the birds, uh, and maybe even the bees, who knows. We have a, an action-packed podcast for you today. First up, let me just take a few puffs of my A.J. Fernandez last call, which by the way, as a reminder, on our brother podcast the cigar dave show we feature a daily cigar litation ceremony and actually this is the cigar that uh, i enjoyed for our litation ceremony so if you are into cigars you want to get into cigars you're a newbie you're an experienced connoisseur and maybe you have not uh, you'd like to increase enhance your cigar knowledge do a search for Cigar Dave, and make sure you follow us, subscribe, and uh, give us the five star rating if you will. All right, let's talk about Bold Alpha. First up, as I take a few puffs here, cigars go with spirits. Now, where I'm located this week, I decided that I needed to stock up the bar. When I arrived to my location, the bar was, let's just say, a tad bit anemic. So I had to pick up some wine for some guests, I had to pick up some other spirits. And so, uh, while shopping over at Costco, by the way, without any question, Costco has the best quality of meat at the best prices in the country, bar none. I am a meat connoisseur. Ribeye, filet mignon, New York strip, tomahawk rib chop. I'm a connoisseur. I'm a carnivore. You are carnivores. There's no vegans here. Well, maybe there's a few of you that are vegans, but I'm not putting tofu burgers on the grill. No thanks. Tofu is not touching my Viking massive BTU grill. Just not going to happen. But one I got about maybe a year and a half ago, somebody gave me a guest membership to Costco, one of those, you know, like one day deals. So I said, all right, you know, I'm not one of these guys that wants to buy 28 gallons of mayonnaise or ketchup at one shot. But they said, no, no, you got to check it out. There's some really great, they have the best meat, and they've got some great deals on on wine and spirits. So I figured, all right, why not? So I went one day with very low expectations. So I walked in, go to the back of the store where you find all their rotisserie chickens, which are pretty good, by the way. The only thing is they're loaded with a lot of salt and other stuff, which doesn't really excite me. But for $4.99, biggest, plumpest chickens you will find. So I start looking at the meat counter and I'm blown away. I'm seeing just amazing cuts of meat, choice, great selection of prime at incredible prices. You go to many supermarkets today. It is very difficult to find prime meat. And if you do, the prices are exorbitant. I happen to take a look at the choice, or at the prime and at the choice, and I'm a ribeye fan, very tasty, very juicy and I see these beautiful ribeyes, I'm blown away. These ribeyes are huge, big cuts, nice thick, an inch and a half, two inches, just the way I like them. And they come in three or four or five packs. So, you know, more steaks than I wanted to buy, but when I looked at the price, I was blown away. I think ribeyes, I was looking for at USDA Choice was $9.99, and the primes were, I think, $11.99. Pretty, pretty good price. And their fillets, the same thing. Without question, Costco, the best selection of prime and choice meats at the best prices. Cannot go wrong. So I picked up some steaks this week because I was going to put them on the grill. And I said, all right, I need some spirits, need some libations. <coughs> Pardon me. So they have a separate freestanding uh, liquor store right right adjacent. It's You have to go out the exit. And certain states in Florida, for example... All the wine is located within the store. Massive selection of wines. But if you want the spirits, distilled spirits, you have to exit Costco, the main store, and there's a, a, an attached store right next to it for various state laws. So where I am located, I happen to go and pick up some wine. It's a separate store right adjacent to the main Costco. And I pick up some wine, good prices on some nice Pinot Noir, some nice cabs. They had one of my favorites, the uh, Gurgage Hills... Uh, chardonnays which are phenomenal at very very good prices and then I said you know I really need to pick up some port and some cognac well I'm looking around for their port selection all they had was one it was their own house brand the Kirkland I've got it right in front of me the Kirkland Signature Tawny Port now I like Fonseca bin number 27 if you want a ruby port it's really not aged in barrels you can't go wrong great price you're talking maybe I don't know $15.99 16 99 so, I like a tawny port, which are aged in wood barrels, usually ten year, twenty year, twenty year, thirty year, forty year. Sometimes you can even find fifty year, but ten years. Whether it is a if you get a Fonseca, if you get a uh, Taylor uh, flatgate, you're talking probably for a ten year in the forty five probably 38 to $45, $48 range. So I happen to come by, and I see this one bin filled with Kirkland Signature Tawny Port. It's called Tawny Porto. So I read the thing, and it's 10 years old, and it says, A crafted and nurtured, this sumptuous tawny port has been aged for 10 years in old oak casks. There's an opulent tawny port full of delicious flavors of nuts, caramel dried fruit, with enticing notes of ripe oranges, and excellent dessert wine, a perfect way to finish a meal. So I look at this thing, and I say, all right, it's 10 years, it's aged. I'm, I'm, this is before I even look at the price, and I'm thinking, eh, Kirkland. You know, it's not really a, it's, it's kind of like the house brand. Do I really want that? Well, when I looked at the price, I think it was $16.99. It blew me away. So as I'm looking at this, a guy next to me says, let me tell you something. Don't be fooled by the price. It's a great port. I buy these things two, three bottles at a time. I put it in a decanter. People don't know the difference. I'm telling you, it'll blow you away. I said, you know what? For 17 bucks, why not? So I buy it. All right, so now let me... I've got a glass right here. And let me pour just a tad bit of it. Here we go. Mm. Now, it's got a nice... This is not a ruby red. It is a tawny port, so it's going to have a different coloring. It's going to be somewhat lighter in coloring. You're going to get the wood that, remember, is going to enhance the maturation process. It's going to mellow it. You're going to get some nice notes. And again, 10 years in a cask, you're going to get some different flavors. So let me say cheers. Take a sip. Mm. This is smooth. Very nice. Nice notes of sweetness. Not like an overly powerful dessert wine. Very balanced. Mm. Again, nice notes of fruit. I'd say there's some... Not, I'm not getting a nutty taste, but definitely almost a citrusy, very pleasant taste. And I would compare this to any other 10-year Tawny port on the market. $16.99! Less than half price. So that blew me away. So a few days later, I'm back in to get more wine because the uh, people that I'm with enjoy their their vino, and I happen to see they've got a bin, or actually a shelf, that says cognac, Kirkland Signature XO Cognac, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, look, I, I hit the jackpot when it came to the Tawny Port. Could I hit the jackpot when it comes to a cognac, an XO? Now, I was a little bit skeptical, but I look at the bottle. The bottle is absolutely magnificent. It's very, very nice. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know what? For an XO, which is an extra old, which means that it has to be made from Eau de Vie, at least six years old. So usually you see their Eau de Vie of 10 years. Well, sure enough, I read the side of this. It says it's aged 12 to 21 years in French oak barrels. Now, most of the time when you get a, an XO, none of the eau de vie, which is what they make the cognac, the distilled spirit, it can't be less than six. You can have a six. You can have an eight. You can have a 50 in there, but it can't be less than six. So we know this can't be less than six. This Kirkland Signature XO Cognac, aged 12 to 21 years in French oak barrels. So, again, I'm looking at the price. I think it was $24.99. Now, an XO you're looking probably oh let me see as i pour some here let me just take a look let me pull up some prices here all right here's a perfect example remy martin xo 171 bucks all right corvassier 110 bucks for a 750 which is what this is And this has got a very nice bottle just a nice it's it's a a square bottle but very narrow very nice presentation so i figured you know what let's give it a try what do i have to lose Oh, who else said that? Oh, that would be President Donald J. Trump. What do you have to lose? And President Trump was right. What did we have to lose? Nothing, and we got a great president, and he's going to win re-election. And I'll get to the DNC commentary momentarily. So I've got this XO cognac, and again, low expectations. I'm not thinking that this is going to be, you know, some magnificent, superb for 24 bucks. 25 bucks. Low expectations. Well, let me say cheers again. And... This has got a nice light caramel straw color to it. This is smooth. This is absolutely delicious. Nice notes of vanilla. Nice notes of getting a little bit of the wood on it. But just very, very smooth. Just a fruity. Very, very balanced. Not overly spicy. Not overly sizzling on the tongue. So, Costco of all places I get a 10 year Tawny Port for 16.99 and for 25 26 bucks I get an XO cognac where everywhere else you're looking at 100 120 150 165 bucks for an XO I'm talking 25 26 bucks aged 12 to 21 years cannot go wrong so if there's one thing you learn from today's Bold Alpha podcast Here's the little hidden secret. If you go to Costco, pick up one of these bottles of Tawnyport, the 10, pick up a, a bottle of Exo Cognac, and let me know what you think. I was absolutely blown away, absolutely shocked and surprised. So sometimes you never know what you're going to find, where you're going to find it. Again, had that gentleman not told me, Listen, I buy this all the time—the ten-year Tawny Port. I'm telling you, it's going to blow you away. I was looking, and I'm like, I don't care how much it is. Eh, for sixteen bucks, what's what's it going to be? It's probably going to be pretty bad. Wrong. So, if you're a member of Costco, or if you're not a member of Costco, you could probably join and You get a one-day pass, go in, and, and actually, I think for their liquor stores, I don't believe you need to be a member to purchase spirits at their liquor stores. I could be wrong, but I believe various state laws say you cannot. Uh, For example, where I am located now, uh, they didn't even ask for my Costco card, which I thought was very interesting. So clearly, anybody can go in and buy spirits. Give it a try. Can't go wrong. I'll tell you what else you can't go wrong with. Another... We're talking about great spirits, a great cigar. For those of you that are looking for a nice, mild, creamy, flavorful cigar that's going to be consistent, it's not going to break the bank, but it's going to be a very pleasant cigar that will go with this XO Cognac, this Kirkland Tawny 10-year-old port, something that's going to be smooth, very very creamy with notes of sweetness, the Gurkha Real, Launched a year ago, one of the... Gurkha's never really known for some of it. They, they have several cigars that have Connecticut, but this Ecuadorian Connecticut sh- a Shade Wrap cigar is beautiful. Dominican Olor Binder, Dominican Criollo 98 wrapper, Nicaraguan uh, fillers, or correction, N- Dominican Criollo uh, uh, filler, and Nicaraguan long filler. It's a nice, mellow, mild to medium bodied cigar on a 1 to 10 flavorful scale, flavor to strength. I'd say this is about a three to a four, but very pleasant. You can't go wrong. The pricing on this is fantastic. It's really a very nice cigar. You're looking in the $8, which is a, today you're looking seven to nine is the sweet spot of, uh, of good price cigars. Can't go wrong. The Gurkha Real. Give it a try. Gurkhasigars.com. Now we go from talking about a great cigar, something pleasant, to something very unpleasant, the doom and gloom of the DNC Virtual Convention. Here is what I tweeted out on my Twitter feed. By the way, if you're not following me, you need to follow us at Cigar Dave Show or at Bold Alphas. And by the way, if you would like to email me, Cigar Dave at CigarDave.com, and we will have our BoldAlpha.com site and all the other associated social medias up and running very soon. In the meantime, you can go to CigarDave.com, Cigar at CigarDave.com for any emails. Make sure you follow me at uh, Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show. Facebook is Cigar Dave. Here's exactly what I treated, tweeted out just about an hour before the start of the doom and gloom DNC. Three nights of DNC 2020 speeches summarized. Nobody in America has jobs, food, health care, housing, education, clean air, or clean water. Every American has the Chinese Wuhan virus. America is evil and racist. Black lives matter. Donald Trump is a dictator. The end. Hashtag Trump 2020. Was I right? Pretty much. Talk about a doom and gloom and awkward virtual convention. Look, I get the fact that this is a very different year that you don't have an in-person convention people wearing the funny hats and 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 you know the reporters on the floor getting all sorts of tidbits and all the energy of being in an arena i understand that but for a party that is dominated by the hollywood liberal elite entertainment czars you'd think they'd put on something a little bit more optimistic instead it was doom and gloom and we have to get rid of Donald Trump, that the earth is going to end, the country's going to end, that nobody has any jobs, that people are dying left and right. I mean, if you go down any street, people are croaking as you walk by the street. I found it to be awkward, and the Hollywood types they had, Julia Louise Dreyfus for the last night, trying to make stupid jokes about Vice President Mike Pence, calling him Mike Puntz, Mika Pints. It was dumb with Andrew Ying Yang. Leave the comedy to professionals. It was so dark and so negative. And everybody said, oh, President Obama gave amongst the greatest speeches of all time. Only the libs said that. The libs that are in the tank for him. I thought his speech, it was so unpresidential. And when I say, when I say that, you know, for him to say, I really understood that President Donald Trump was not going to have the same values and share the same political ideas as me. But I thought he would take the job seriously and grow into the job. He hasn't. Hmm, let's see. Did he not grow in and take the job seriously when he eradicated ISIS that you call the JV team, Barack Bolshevik Barack, Was President Trump not taking the job seriously when he whacked the uh, Iranian uh, general leader of the the uh, uh, the the Iranian Revolutionary Guard. Hmm. Yeah, he was taking it pretty seriously. I would say when he got the economy roaring and cut regulation, and he 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 changed some of the laws that were incarcerating people for ridiculous lengths of time. Was he not taking the job seriously? No, he was taking the job seriously. The reality is, he made you look bad, Bolshevik Barack, because he's competent and he's not a typical politician. He is a disruptor. He is different. I love people saying, well, Donald Trump is not really a great politician. You're right. He's not. That's why he was elected. People are sick and tired of the phony politicians. Joe Biden's been in Washington for five fucking decades. What has he done? Nothing. Zero. And when he comes out and says, oh, we need to heal the nation and we need to we need to use science based evidence dealing with this pandemic. Well, I remind you that it was President Trump that followed the guidance of the CDC early on when they said, Mr. President, no, no, we've got all the testing taken care of. We'll take care of the tests. We've got it. We don't want to use other tests. So he relied on the scientists at the CDC. What a disaster that was. And yet when the private sector, when Abbott Labs and the private labs and the private sector said, we've got ways to increase testing. All of a sudden, we started seeing massive testing. Were there backlogs? Yes. Do we need to get more of the instant tests out there? Yes. But when President Trump gets ventilators built pronto and does uh, initiate the Defense uh, Power Act where he can uh, summon factories to start converting to making a certain equipment that is needed in the defense of whether it is war, the country, or in this case, a pandemic, he did He did when Andrew Cuomo, another phony who is secretly wants President Trump to win because in four years he'd like to run for the presidency. No chance. Andrew Cuomo ain't playing in Paducah. He's not playing in Peoria. He's not playing in the swing states. No fucking chance. Not happening. But when he said, President, we need a ship. We need hospitals. President Trump delivered and they didn't use them. Instead, they stuck all sick COVID, uh, correction, Chinese Wuhan virus patients, back in nursing homes to infect other uh, uh, residents and ultimately led to their deaths. But all of a sudden, Andrew Cuomo sits and, 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 and pontificates, is holier than thou, that he's the guy that can deal with this? Please, Democrats can't find their way out of a piss-soaked paper bag. But yet, we see Kuki Kamala, who, by the way, This is a big moment for you, kooky Kamala. This is a big moment. Why don't you look good? Why don't you get a suit that fits? That purple color she wore was horrible. Her blazer didn't fit. And the reason she is pantsuits version 2.0 like Hillary is because she's got a big ass. That's just fact. Now, you may say, oh, that's sexist. No, I'm just pointing that out. Isn't it amazing? People say, oh, President Trump's a little portly. But yet, if somebody says, oh, Kamala Harris or Hillary Clinton have wide asses, big asses, Oh, you can't say that. Well, we're not politically correct here on Bold Alpha. We'll say whatever the fuck we want, period, whether people like it or not. And if you find that offensive, you're obviously a wussified beta male. We don't need you. We don't want you because we don't respect wussified beta males. We are alphas, certified alphas with big, giant nads of steel. End of discussion. So President uh, Obama's speech, I thought, was just petty and peak. It wasn't a great speech. Kamala, eh week. And everybody praising, oh, Joe Biden, what a magnificent speech. He hit the ball out of the park. I thought it was a pedestrian speech. Same bullshit platitudes he he uses all the time. My father used to say, Joey, this is America. There's nothing we can't do. Same regurgitated line, uses it over and over. This is America. We can put man on the moon. We can do anything. Joey, a man needs a job. We've heard that over and over. And yet, Wasn't it President Barack Hussein Obama, Bolshevik Barack, that said, well, what's President Trump going to do, make a magic wand and bring all these manufacturing jobs back? Not going to happen. No, it did happen. And the reason we lost manufacturing jobs in the first place is because we kowtowed to Chinese communists, the Chinese communists, and the CCP, and Red China, and President Trump saying, not so fast. We're not going to play that game. Every other president, not just Obama, but the two Bushes, Clinton, they all were responsible for bowing down to China thinking, oh, if China just joins the world economic, uh, just, just world, the world economy, everything will be great, that they will stop suppressing their people, dumb, bullshit, archaic thinking. All these Washington think tanks, the people that appear on Morning Schmo, as if they are incredible intellectuals, the intelligentsia in the Washington and New York liberal beltway, They think that they have the answers to everything? What has it gotten us for 40 years? Instead, all they want is continuing war. Let's stay in Iraq. Let's stay in Afghanistan. Let's go into Syria. President Trump said, enough's enough. We get nothing out of it. And he's right. And when he wanted to start pulling out of Afghanistan, oh, the Pentagon, the military industrial complex, reared their ugly head. Just what President Dwight D. Eisenhower warned this country against. In his departing speech, after his two terms as president, he said, beware of the military-industrial complex. And this is coming from the man that led the Allied forces to victory in World War II. When he says that, you know you better take it seriously. And what have we seen? Just a rising industri- military-industrial complex. And all these retired generals, including Mattis, phony Mattis, when he left uh, the Pentagon, when he left his... Secretary of Defense, where did he go? He joined one of the defense contractors sitting on the board of directors. No wonder they all want to send all our nation's youth to the Middle East. Keep their, uh, the, 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 uh, the money uh, coming in. Keep the wads of cash from the U.S. government running into their coffers. Sorry. America is sick and tired of the incessant war. We're done. We shouldn't have gone into Iraq. That was a mistake. Afghanistan, yes, we had to go into, but we didn't need to stay that long. And if a country cannot provide for themselves after we've tried to train them, we've given them all the assistance, it's time to move on. And if we do find that ISIS or Al-Qaeda or another terrorist group is forming, we can take, take, uh, take their camps out with a drone. But enough of this nonsense. So when I see the Democrat Party, as the party of war saying, we need to stay in all these places. Again, they're criticizing President Trump because he wants to bring Americans back home to their families and stop the endless trillions that we're spending in the Middle East. I love the Democrats saying, we need to spend more, invest more on infrastructure, invest in education, invest in health care, invest in this, invest in that. Fine. But let's stop investing in wars where we get no return from the cash spent. Enough is enough. So the DNC overall, I thought, was very disjointed. People said, oh, it looked like a telethon. It did. It was painful and hard to watch. Ratings were in the tank. They weren't great. No optimism. Now, next week, I'm hoping the RNC shows more optimism. Let's talk about the greatness of America. At the same time, let's talk about the nonsense going on in the cities. These aren't peaceful protests we're seeing. We're seeing radical Marxist members of Antifa that are well organized and well funded. They know what they're doing. And what's going on in Portland 80 some odd nights is a load of horseshit. If I'm the mayor, I'd come out and say, here's how it's going to be. I'm for peaceful protests. You want to protest peacefully? So be it. The second it crosses the line, and I don't care if you are a peaceful protester, but you are caught in the fact that it gets violent, we are going to use violence right back. You attack a government building, you attack someone's personal or private property, you attack citizens, we're coming after you. We're going to launch tear gas, we're going to fire real bullets. End of discussion. You watch how quick they put an end to that bullshit. But again... These Democrat mayors, they're wussified, pansy-ass betas. They've got no balls. They've got no nads. They're indecisive. And they think this is going to help them. And I'm telling you, mark this down. This is going to hurt the Democrats at the polls. I think President Trump, I'm looking at the numbers. The Rasmussen poll by far is the most accurate of all the polls. Now, the Libs hate it because they sample. Rasmussen correctly samples each party. Democrats, Republicans, Independents, accordingly. You have to remember that in many of the liberal polls, the the network polls, they oversample Democrats and undersample Republicans and Independents. That's why they get some crazy numbers. Rasmussen this week, after Wednesday night, next morning, they came out with a poll. They took it Thursday morning. President Trump's approval rating went up four points from 47 to 51. After Joe Biden's speech... His acceptance speech. You'd think that Biden would get the bump. President Trump would go down. President Trump approval stayed at 51%. The violence, the nonsense, the defunding the police, the anti-Americanism, this is going to hurt the Democrat Party. They are the enemies of America. No ifs, no ands, or buts. So I'm hoping next week the Republicans showcase real Americans, showcase some of their rising politicians. There's that candidate... A black female candidate running for Congress in Baltimore came out with a magnificent political uh, ad. Most effective I've probably seen walking the streets of Baltimore saying, this is what the Democrat establishment doesn't want you to see. She shows all the hollowed out buildings, the poverty. She speaks to residents saying, enough's enough. We need to do something here. I lived in Baltimore for three years after college from 1986 to 88. Great city. Mayor William Donald Schaefer was the last best. Was the last mayor in Baltimore that was competent. The city was well lit. The city was safe. There wasn't all this racial uh, animosity we see today. This all began under Obama. So when I hear of divisiveness, this isn't divisiveness because of President Trump. This is the divisiveness started with Obama that continued with all these women wearing their damn stupid pussy hats. This resistance, refusing to accept the election, and we're seeing the same thing today. With a conspiracy theory that, oh, it's the post office. Let me ask you a question. The last time you walked into a post office or a DMV, was it a pleasant experience? About three weeks ago, I had to go to the post office. One of the branch locations in the cigar city of Tampa. I walk in. There's two people. There's a line of about 20 people. There's two people working when they have, I think, six stations that they could have six people working. It's the height of the day. The ceiling tiles are dirty and dingy and and, and caving in, all stained. The floor looks like it was was laid down in 1938, dingy, dirty. It was not pleasant. You go into a FedEx or a UPS drop-off location, it's clean, it's efficient. You wait 30 seconds a minute, they take care of you. So I love Congress now saying, oh, the post office, we need to help the post office. The post office has been losing billions for the last 15 years and removing the boxes. The Postal Service boxes began under Obama. They took out 12,000 boxes. They started changing the sorting. So, for example, some cities, a mail, you may drop off mail in one city. They don't sort it there. They take it to a bigger hub, could be three, four, five hours away, sort it, and then they send it back out to the various cities. Now, to me, that's inefficient. But the post office says, no, it's actually more efficient, but it delays the delivery of the mail. So even if, for example, you are mailing something in a, let's say, a small town. Let's say you live, uh, for example, there are cities, oh, I don't know, let's say two, three hours from Tampa. They may send that mail to Tampa to sort and then back out. So consequently, even though if you're mailing something two doors away, it still has to go to the big city, and then it's sorted and sent back. The difference is when FedEx and UPS do it, it's efficient. When the federal government does it, the United States Postal Service, it's inefficient. And when they were grilling the postmaster general yesterday, I got a kick out of it. All these Democrats now all of a sudden have a deep love and affinity for the post office. That's not a winning issue. But they're trying to blame, they know that Biden is in trouble. They must know deep down their own in-house polling shows that They could lose this race. And if they do, you watch. They're going to try to delegitimize President Trump. Enough's enough. Trump 2020. I'll tell you another thing. Let me give you another hashtag. Another hashtag, and that is Fantastic Cigars from A.J. Fernandez. In fact, I've got the A.J. Fernandez last call. Let me me relight that here just one minute. And wherever you are, feel free to light up a cigar, have a spirit. Again, these two Kirkland signature from Costco this Exo Cognac and 10 year old Tawny Port. Absolutely magnificent. Let me toast my AJ Fernandez last call. Hmm, very nice. All right, let me tell you about the New World series from AJ Fernandez. Got the AJ Fernandez New World Connecticut the A.J. Fernandez New World Cameroon, and the A.J. Fernandez New World Oscuro. They have a new world for every single palate, mild, medium, and full. The new world was created actually a, 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 an amalgamation between master blender A.J. Fernandez, one of the hottest names in the cigar industry, and his father, Ismael Fernandez. They worked together to collaborate a, on a cigar to commemorate the discovery of the New World and tobacco by Christopher Columbus. So thus, New World. So the A.J. Fernandez New World Connecticut, nice connecticut Ecuadorian wrapper, very mellow, mild notes of sweetness. It's on a scale of 1 to 10. It's going to be in the 3, 35 uh, uh Flavor area, it's not going to overpower you. If you're a mild connoisseur, a cigar virgin, this is perfect. You want something that's more medium-flavored with some notes of sweetness with a beautiful Cameroon wrapper, which is top shelf. Very expensive wrapper, tough to work with. The A.J. Fernandez New World Cameroon is a delightful cigar. Some nice notes of sweetness, a little bit of spice, something very unique about that Cameroon wrapper. And then if you want really something with bold, rich you know, Mac Daddy flavorfuls, powerful uh, uh, tobaccos, the A.J. Fernandez New World Oscuro. You cannot go wrong. Great cigars from A.J. Fernandez, ajfcigars.com. Two sports broadcasters in hot water, should they be. All right, first up, Tom Brenneman. About three, let's see, this was on uh, the 19th, so three nights ago while providing the play-by-play on Fox Sports Ohio for the first game of a doubleheader between the Cincinnati Reds and the Kansas City Royals. Brenneman is the play-by-play man for the Cincinnati Reds. You've also heard him on Fox Sports, on college football, on NFL football. There's a hot mic, and he didn't realize that the mic was – he maybe realized, didn't realize it was on, but it was caught – And he referred to an undisclosed location. Who knows if they were talking about San Francisco, Key, who the hell knows. Some location as, and by the way, we don't sugarcoat things here, so I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm not going to say that word. This is an explicit real-life podcast. We talk, if somebody says something, we're going to tell you what they said. So if that offends you, then I would suggest you turn it off right now. Or if you have little kids in the car, or you're a wussified beta and can't hear what we're going to say, I'm giving you the chance. I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. You have been forewarned. So on the broadcast, again, didn't realize he was on. It was, I, think, I don't know if it was between innings, whatever the case uh, was. He says, talking to an undisclosed location, says it's one of the fag capitals of the world. Well, of course, all of a sudden, that's a major deal. You can't call someone gay a fag. That's a slur. But yet, when Joy Reid, who's a Lib Dem, who went after Charlie Crist and used all sorts of homophobic slurs, and it's discovered on her blog, I think uh, from a number of years ago, first she says, oh, it was my, my blog was hacked, I'm going to get the FBI involved, and then, of course, that was all bullshit. And, and, and MSNBC, or BSDNC as it really should be called, said, well, she, she's going to get it investigated and we'll see where it goes. Well, she never called the FBI. She wrote it. No ifs, ands, or buts. But now all of a sudden she's woke. So there's no repercussions for her. But if you're a male, there's repercussions. Oh, and by the way, let me go back to the DNC for just one moment. If you are a legal citizen of the United States, if you are a heterosexual, whether you're male or female, or if you're white or male, basically the DNC dissed you the entire four days of the convention, the virtual convention. And by the way, they had an illegal alien who doesn't even speak English on the broadcast. They featured her with her her dreamer, two kids. And she's been here, I don't know, she's been deported, I don't know, one or two times talking about And they're glorifying her like, oh, this is a wonderful woman. She got through the border twice. And she said, oh, I would do it again because I wanted to bring my kids. I'm sorry. A political party that encourages illegal immigration, big problem. So again, the DNC, if you are straight, if you're white, if you're heterosexual, if you're legal, they don't want you. And it's the same thing today. If you are a white male, white heterosexual male, they will do whatever it takes to bring you down. You make one slip up and your 30-year career can go up in smoke. So he basically came on afterwards and said, before leaving the booth, said he apologized, He was deeply ashamed, and he even hinted that his broadcasting future was in doubt, saying, I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Later that night, the Reds announced that Brenneman had been suspended indefinitely, pending an internal review. The following day, Fox Sports announced that Brenneman would not be part of its NFL broadcast in 2020. He then wrote a longer apology in the Cincinnati Inquirer after speaking to openly gay MLB inclusion ambassador Billy Bean. He also called WCPO-TV anchor Evan Millward, who must be gay, posted an editorial on his station's website criticizing the Fox Sports Ohio apology, and uh, he said he would reach out to the uh, LGBTQ plus organization PFLAG, PFLAG to make further amends. Cut the bullshit already. All right. He said, fag, big fucking deal. All right. Was it inappropriate? Sure. Should he not have said it? Of course. How about just saying, look, I apologize. It was, I shouldn't have said it. Look, people say that all the time. It's, I've used it all the time. Okay. Not to be derogatory, but I'm like, Hey, yeah, the guy's a fag. He's gay. Big deal. Okay. I have nothing against homosexual people. I don't give a shit what they do. I don't want anybody telling me that I can't have a harem, that I can't have umpteen broads. If I want to have tensums, 15-sums, 20-sums, hey, more power to me, more power to you. If you want to, um, you know, be in a homosexual I don't care. Stay out of my fucking bedroom. I'll stay out of yours. I could care less. What I do have a problem with is that these gay pride parades, they have to jump up and down wearing their Speedo banana slings and look like really, let's just say, gay you know, jumping up and down like the village people. I have no problem what you want to do, but I don't need to have your, your, your junk thrown at me walking down a street. How about just saying, hey, you know, look, there are plenty of people I know that are gay. They don't publicize it. They don't wear the Speedo banana slings. More power to them. I don't judge someone on their sexual orientation. I don't give a shit. I could care less. But what I do have a problem is that in this country, Somebody fucks up and says one slip, and instead of saying, look, I apologize, I was wrong, yep, I deserve a suspension, no, we got to crush somebody's career. We've got to end their livelihood. we got to end their life. Enough's enough. How about having some fucking balls? How about a sports executive or a team owner or Fox Sports to say, we disagree with what he said, okay, we're going to give him a suspension. We're going to ask that he reach out. You know what? You don't even need to reach out. That's a load of bullshit. You don't need to reach out to anybody. You say, I apologize. I was wrong. It was stupid. I'm highly embarrassed and ashamed. Dumb. Put him on suspension. Suspend him for two weeks. Suspend him for a goddamn month. But to to say I'm taking him off an entire year of broadcasts, enough's enough. And here's another thing, talking about absolute political correctness gone crazy. Mike Milbury, who is a former NHL player and executive commentator for NBC uh, Sports on the NHL broadcast. I can't stand Mike Milbury. Can't stand him. He's irritating as hell. Not my cup of tea. I think he's a fucking blowhard. That's what I think of him. However, he is facing massive criticism for comments he made during an NHL on NBC broadcast. Now, he was giving his take on the Tucaresque. Uh, the goalie for the Boston Bruins who said, I'm going to sit out, he decided that he was going to leave the protective NHL bubble and he was going to pass on playing the rest of the season. Okay, so be it. Well, he was talking, he and the other announcers were talking about the NHL bubble life. So speaking during the Islanders 4 nothing win over the Capitals on Thursday when the uh, Islanders won the series, Milbury said there weren't women in the bubble to disrupt the players. His comments came after co-host John Forslund was talking about the environment of the bubble. So Forslund said, if you think about it, it's a terrific environment with regard to if you enjoy playing and enjoy being with your teammates for long periods of time, it's a perfect place, Forslund said. Milbury responded, not even any women here to disrupt your concentration. Nothing wrong with that. That's true. There are plenty of stories. Look at the NBA. They try to sneak women in. They try to go out and get, uh, and get dames. Well, all of a sudden, Twitter exploded. And the problem is, people in this country believe that what is said on Twitter is reflective of the entire country. Nothing could be further from the truth. It's nonsense. Twitter is a very small universe within a much larger universe of the population of the United States. So all of a sudden, all these people, all these woke people, and of course you've got all these supposed bullshit feminists saying, Oh, how dare you say that? I mean, the, the, the Twitter outrage was just through the roof. Now, it's innocuous. He said, not even any women here to disrupt your concentration. That is a legitimate comment from somebody who used to be an NHL player, And an NHL executive that knows exactly what goes on. I'll give you a little story. When I was in high school in Buffalo, I worked part-time for WGRZ-TV, the NBC affiliate in Buffalo. I worked for, at the time, uh, the the sports director, Ed Kilgore, one of my mentors, great friend, and the, uh, the uh, deceased Gary Papa, who was the weekend sports anchor. Gary left a very large, uh, indelible impression on me, really taught me the value that you, when you do something, you do it right. However long it takes, don't cut corners, do it right. Gary was a wonderful mentor to me, a wonderful friend, and uh, his brother Greg, who is the play-by-play announcer for the San Francisco 49ers, took me under his wing when I was a freshman at Syracuse University, and Greg was a senior, longtime friends. And I'll never forget. They sent me out on Saturdays. The team, the whoever the NFL, the Buffalo Bills would uh, face for a home game. The visiting team would always, usually, come in by mid Saturday, usually midday or early afternoon. And at the time, basically, we would be given. It's very different today, but we would be told, "Okay, if you want to go interview this quarterback, or whatever, you know, just go up to their room, whatever. They're they're expecting you." Well, I was told, go, and I won't name the player because he actually was a very he was, he was a very nice guy. I won't even name the team, but he was a quarterback, and I'll just leave it at that, but I won't tell you who it, who it was or what team. But he was very gracious, and he was a very nice guy. So we're told, okay, great, he's in room whatever, 310. We go right up, knock on the door, and I kind of hear something going on, and I'm like, hmm, that's weird. I hope we've got the right room. So I knock again, comes out, basically hidden behind the door, buck naked. All I see is his head. And there was enough that I could see there was a woman in the room. So I said, I'm sorry. We were told that we could interview you. I'm so sorry. You know, we'll leave. He's like, listen, can you give me about an hour? I'm like, sure, no problem. So I call back to the station. That was before cell phones. And I said, listen, I kind of interrupted the quarterback in a very unique position let's say and I told Gary what was going on he said great just stay there get the interview bring it back we'll edit it it'll be tight for the six o'clock but no problem and I did and I walked in and I said look I really apologize they told me to come up because yeah yeah don't worry about it. it's not your fault and I said hey listen I'm not saying a word he's like no problem he was the nicest most gracious guy that there ever was and he said hey listen next year when I come in uh you know, and he even gave me his home number. The guy gave me his home number. He's like, listen, I really appreciate you, you know, working on this, and I'll be happy if you call me ahead of time next year. I'll set it up. So I gave Gary the number, and we got great interviews from him. Nicest guy that could be. Now, was he married? Yes. Was I going to say anything? No, because I believe in discretion. What he does is his own personal business. But today, all of a sudden, if a retired NHL player, who knows what went on and does go on today and a retire- and a former NHL executive in Mike Milbury makes that statement that's coming from a position of knowledge so when he says hey not any uh, women here to disrupt your concentration that is not a fireable offense he's presenting a to a, to a viewer he's telling it like it is well a few hours later, the NHL released a statement condemning Milbury, and here is the statement. The National Hockey League condemns the insensitive and insulting comment that Mike Milbury made during last night's broadcast, and we have communicated our feelings to NBC. The comment did not reflect the NHL's values and commitment to making our game more inclusive and welcoming to all. NBC said in a statement, We're disappointed about Mike's insensitive comment and have addressed it with him. Mike Milbury, of course, got on his knees and started to fillet the NHL and the NBC and every other dumbass uh, uh, person that uh, tweeted about it, saying, I sincerely apologize for making the comment. It was not my intention to disrespect anyone. I was trying to be irreverent and took it a step too far. It was a regrettable mistake that I take seriously. I'm sorry. This is just absolute nonsense. And then on social media, uh, you know, people were just battering NBC and Mike Milbury. And, and here's, here, here's somebody that uh, said, uh, I'm so sick of Milbury having a platform when there are so many other talented people who would actually help this sport and maybe not view a, women as a distraction. Well, guess what? They are a distraction. They are in, in many respects. You don't think this happens at NBA cities or or NBA players at NHL and foot. It happens all the time. They're groupies all over the place. They've got women in every port. It's fact. But again, today, you can't speak the truth. Tell you one thing we speak the truth here on Bold Alpha because we're politically incorrect. We tell it like it is. And if people find that offensive, too fucking bad. Sometimes the truth hurts. And he made a statement, and instead of NBC saying, look, he made a statement with his perspective as a former player and a former executive, knowing sometimes that there are distractions, but instead the NHL has to get woke and everybody has to apologize. You know what I believe? Stop the fucking apologies. Enough of the apologies. If you make a statement, stand up and say, I played the game. I was an executive in the sport. I made that comment because I know what happens sometimes, and there are distractions. And that was a statement of fact that wasn't a derogatory statement. And by the way, I'll guarantee you every damn NFL, NHL, MLB, or NBA player, or MLS player, all nodded and said, yeah, we know exactly what Mike Milbury meant because it's true. Enough is enough. I'll tell you what is not enough is getting the new Camacho Nicaragua between my chompers. Forged in fire, some things just can't be tamed. It is the new full frontal flavors found in Camacho, Nicaragua. It is sweet, spicy, oaky flavors forged in volcanic soil. A bold cigar. When you think of a Nicaraguan cigar, you think it is going to be rich. It's going to have nice flavors, nice intensity. It's got an Ecuador Camacho, Nicaragua uses a very nice Ecuadorian wrapper, Honduran binder, uh, Nicaraguan, Honduran-Dominican fillers. What do you get? You get a nice medium, medium full-bodied cigar with notes of pepper, subtle sweetness, nice balance, a beautiful cigar. The new Camacho Nicaragua, when I tried this cigar, blew me away. If you like full-flavored cigars, medium to full-body with a lot of richness, a lot of taste, the Camacho Nicaragua just launched In July, just a couple of weeks what, about three, four weeks ago. Brand new. Look for it on your retailer shelf. It is a bold, exciting new cigar. The Camacho Nicaragua launched last month. Camacho, live loud. All right, let's talk about Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. I've always stated the hypocrisy amongst politicians runs rampant. It is always do as I say, not as I do. I don't care if it's Al Gore. Mr. The Earth has got the flu. 20 years ago, he said, if we don't do something in 10 years, the Earth is going to disintegrate. And then 10 years ago, if we don't do something in 10 years, now what's he saying? If we don't do something in nine years, the Earth is going to disintegrate. We're going to be on fire. Everything's going to melt. Everything's going to go to shit. Nonsense. So meanwhile, while he's spewing about the climate change, he's traveling in private jets across the country, living in umpteen Huge palatial homes, 10, 15,000 square feet, using more power, more fossil fuels than anyone. And he comes up with this bullshit, well, I buy carbon offsets. Please, cut the carbon offsets nonsense. And you got to remember one thing about the Dems and the Libs and the Marxists. They must create a phony crisis. They must scare people. That is their tactic. It is all about brainwashing. It is all about financial control. It is all about transfer of wealth. And I've stated this numerous times. The Nazi minister of propaganda and enlightenment, Joseph Goebbels, stated, if you tell a lie often enough, it becomes the truth. So what are the lies we've been hearing? Climate change. It's an existential crisis. We hear that nonstop. We hear voter suppression. Voter suppression. People can't vote. Why? Because you have to show an ID. Now, to get in the DNC convention, you had to show an ID. If you want to get your Social Security benefits or Medicare or Medicaid, you have to show an ID. You want to get a license, you've got to, everywhere you go, you've got to show some forms of ID. So, this nonsense that showing ID is voter suppression, manufactured crisis. We hear it all the time. They always are Now we're the Postal Service. People won't get their Social Security checks and their medications. Uh, note to the Dems, 99.3% of all Social Security payments are now direct deposit. A very small number of people actually get a physical check. Those days are long gone. So let's cut that argument right now. But every time you look around, there's some phony, nonsensical crisis. And we've heard now about the protests. Oh, they're peaceful protests. We need to let people express themselves. They're peaceful protests. Even though those peaceful protests magically turn into riots, looting, and absolute carnage for people's homes, businesses, livelihoods. Well, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who has done nothing, nothing to prevent the rioting and looting on Michigan Avenue, the Golden Mile, on, on other property, let these people run rampant. It has now come out in an email that she uh, directed the Chicago police to prevent any protests on her block because she was getting threats, she and her wife. So I wonder, does she give or does she receive? Just asking the question. She's more of the male type. She probably gives and the wife receives. But Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, all for peaceful protesting, except if it's on the block where she and her wife reside. In that case, the directive is that if people protest, they are to be arrested. So at a press conference, what was it, yesterday or the day before, she comes out and says, look, we've gotten threats, and we're entitled to safe, safety, and we're entitled to live in peace, or Really? but the citizens of Chicago aren't, the business owners of Chicago aren't, but you are, again, the hypocrisy runs rampant with these people. Do as I say, not as I do. We see it all the time. The laws do not apply to them. They just apply to you. That's horseshit. That's nonsense. Enough's enough. Not only is she a disastrous mayor, she is clueless. But if it were me, it's very simple. I call in the National Guard. And I say, you pull this, this, this looting. And I heard one of the Marxists uh, of Black Lives Matter saying, well, these are reparations. They, the businesses have insurance. they can afford it. So if somebody takes a Gucci or a Prada or, or a uh, TV, they have the right to eat. Sorry. That's not the rule of law in this country. If I went into their homes and took whatever possessions, would that be okay? I don't think so. They'd have a big problem with it. Oh, and you know who they'd call the police. They wanted to fund the police but they'd call the police. So when I see this nonsense going on, this this blatant hypocrisy with a mayor saying, I believe in peaceful protesting. Peaceful protesting is fine, but you can't peacefully protest around the block where I live. Let's call bullshit on it. Enough is enough. Couple of reminders. If you love cigars and you want to enhance your cigar palette let's say you are just discovering cigars through me on this bold alpha podcast or you've just discovered the cigar dave show podcast go to cigardave.com, become a member of the cigar dave officers club you get three fantastic cigars shipped to you in a cigar dave officers club ziploc pouch shipped directly to you every month you can't go wrong 22.95 per month we have fantastic cigars such as the aj fernandez new world cameroon i talked uh, spoke about it earlier in this podcast August, that is our selection, three great A.J. Fernandez Cameroons. And for September, our selection for September 2020 is the Placencia Alma del Fuego Fire, full, rich, flavored cigar. Go to CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club, $22.95 per month. You will get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. If you would like to communicate with me, CigarDave at CigarDave.com. Follow me at social media, at Cigar Dave Show, Cigar Dave on Facebook. Uh, Instagram is Cigar Dave. We're going to be getting all the Bold Alpha sites up as well. In fact, I think we've got Twitter, at Bold Alphas. So, at Bold Alphas is Twitter, and we're also going to be getting on Parlor and the other social media sites. Do me one favor. If you would subscribe To the Bold Alpha Podcast, if you like what you heard, and I see no reason why you wouldn't, because I'm one of the only alphas, the only generals telling it like it is in this country and around the globe. That's why I'm the global alpha male-in-chief and the global five-star general. Make sure you subscribe to the Bold Alpha Podcast and give us a rating. Give us five stars if you would be kind enough. Also, do a search for Cigar Dave on your favorite uh, podcast app or aggregator, and make sure you subscribe there. We do a daily litation ceremony. We have great interviews. Cigar connoisseur related content over at the Cigar Dave Show podcast. Do a search for Cigar Dave, subscribe as well, give us a five star rating. We would mostly, not mostly, we would greatly appreciate it. All right. That is it for today's edition of Bold Alpha. As always, unabashed, unafraid to give you alpha male lifestyle conversational maneuvers and unabashed commentary. Alpha Dave, the general, your. Global alpha male in chief, front and center from a classified location. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Again, we are proud to be alphas. Never apologize for having massive nads of steel.